So um, another sister in Christ had told me about how she's just trying to work on her routines and realizing that she just needs to just focus on being consistent more than routines. And it was interesting because when I had called her to talk to her, because we were going to just fellowship that day, that was something that was already placed on my heart for the longest while I'm trying to learn to sit down and be still. Uh, God had been showing me the exact same thing, except being consistent. And the main thing that was has been placed on my heart heavily feed my sheep. And when she said consistent, it really sat with me because it's been, it, it's just been so much that he's been showing me over the years. You don't need a smartphone, Quinella. You don't need, well, you really don't need anything. You only need him, but you don't need a smartphone to help you remind you about stuff or a smartwatch. You don't need account calories. You don't need to do these things. You don't, all these things are works of the flesh that you're focusing on. You need to focus on me Pretty much, I needed to focus on him and his kingdom. Like he tells us in all things will be given unto us that we need, not things we don't need or think we need. And that comes with, with obedience. It comes with consistency. The routine is going to come. I love order. I love structure. Even when I've done activities and events or sports, I've usually noticed when I look back in my life, I went to sports that have some sort of organization or structure where I used to be, do martial arts. I don't do that no more. We'll talk about that another time, but I don't do that anymore. Or when I was in JROTC or when I went to the Marine Corps or when just, or even afterwards, when I tried to be a sheriff, I tried to join the sheriff department, the police department. I love chain of command. I love order. I love structure and systems. Oh, I love systems. I love systems because your systems are formed from your routines and your habits, which are basically your routine. So I used to spend so much time focusing on that. And not Christ. Didn't even see it at the time. Because when you focus on one thing, you're not, when you're not focused on Christ, and you think you are, you you can easily realize you're not when you see what your main focus is on. And then that's what has become your idol. And one of those things that I had repented of was um being so focused on structure and routines and my schedule or morning routine, evening routine, and habits and tracking my habits and all this other kind of stuff. And they never worked. I tried so many apps. <laughs> so many apps. I think a lot of them are good apps, good ideas, but they just never worked. And I'm glad they didn't. I think he, I think God prevented them from working by showing me that I need to rely only on him. And so, excuse me. So when this sister in Christ had said that she's also working on not routines necessarily, but working on consistency, this stuck with me. And when she said that, I had said, yes, I like, I, I paused for a moment because I really thought with that. It really sat on my spirit. And I said, yeah, you're right. Because when you're being consistent, the routine is going to come. And when I said that, I was like, oh, that was meant for me. <laughs> because that same day, um, the last stretch of distraction before I started releasing videos again and working on videos, just trusting in the Lord, I was distracted and the last distraction I noticed was trying to see what days um, for a content calendar, what days am I going to release content? What days I'm gonna work on this or batching this and all this other kind of stuff. Because before when I first started making videos, I didn't do any of that. I didn't know about any of that. And it was hard. <laughs> uh, I had no structure or order. I still got it done. I just was working hard at working. 
instead of working smart. And so when I discovered systems and systematic thinking, uh, and I was like, wait a minute, this is why I liked those areas of my life in the past that, I, for example, that I named prior with sports and stuff. That's why I love those things. Cause I love the fact, for example, when I was in Marine Corps, I love what time I was going to get up. I loved what we were going to do, knowing what we were going to do next. The problem with that, that God corrected me on was this is a symptom of the flesh. You want to know everything. You want to be like God, knowing all good and evil. You want to know what's going to happen at the next minute. That's not faith. And I said, since I started this YouTube channel and this ministry or just anything that I would be doing for the Lord, I want this his, I don't want, I don't want my hands to be in any of this stuff. I don't want to mislead anybody. I don't want to confuse anybody because I, I was disgusted when I found out about a lot of stuff and it may have been done, um, with good intent, but we know good intentions does not equal good fruit. Good fruit only comes from God alone. So he was showing me that I was having faith in my understanding and knowledge of things. And to the point where he's already corrected me multiple times on this <laughs> and he shouldn't have had to, but I finally get it now. I'm trying to put him in a box. I'm trying to put him on my planner and on my schedule. When, since my body's not my own, neither is my time. My time's his time. My body's his body. Everything about me is his. And that also includes my routines. So when she said that it's not the routines that she was focusing on, she was focusing more on consistency. I was like, that's going to come with obedience. Because when I focus on, that's why I was like, oh, that was meant for me. Because that day, I was actually about to go astray and get distracted and go elsewhere, trying to overplan analysis paralysis, trying to see how I'm going to produce whatever I already produced because he produced it. <laughs> when he gives me teachings and studies and stuff like that, it's already ready. He will give me video ideas that's already, it has the flow. It already has the outline and everything. I'm the one that has the outline so that I can, when I put it in the article, it's not just one long block of text to make it a little bit easier for people to go through and look at the points and stuff like that, but still not to water it down. I'm the one doing that. He already, he gives me the ideas. He's giving me the ideas for the videos, the intro videos, the name of the videos, all of this stuff that I'm doing now. I didn't come up with none of this. I can tell you how many times I have obsessively <laughs> wasted time watching and rewatching intro videos right after I finished. I'm like, did I really just make that? All of this comes from him. All glory comes, go, goes to the father. So by me obeying him, I realized I just need to be consistent. And that, that fell right in line with feed my sheep. <laughs> Cause I'm, I'm obeying God who says feed my sheep. I'm gonna be consistent with producing the fruit, which is really his fruit. He's the one producing it. That. I need to eat and that others do as well. And it's not, the routines is not trying to sit here and try to work a routine. Cause then now what I just did was I was trying to put God in my schedule and be like, okay, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, I want to batch writing and outlining and brainstorming and researching. And then Thursday, Friday, Saturday, we wanted to do some video editing and collecting the media and all that. I'm telling God what days I'm going to do what. <laughs> that may work for the world and people who are making content for the world, but that I don't know. That's another telltale sign. I noticed that too. Uh, when you look at, it's not even just ministry channels on YouTube. You can see the same thing with church buildings and fellowships or any form of ministry where we still are also learning because we're being sanctified. Everybody ain't got it all, but you need to acknowledge that. You can tell ministries that are, they're running it. They're the head. 
And it used to bother me too. I never said anything because I thought it was not my place. And I thought I was wrong for even thinking, why do we have to go to church at this time? And it has to be at this time. We have to be in this block of window to talk about this. And we only have given God an hour and a half or maybe 30, 45 minutes or maybe an hour, um, 45 minutes to discuss and to talk about whatever he has to say to us. And then we stop and then we go back to the music. Amazingly, a lot of churches, not all that I've gone to growing up or just in my adult life, we will be listening to the music. Oh, we will be hearing music much longer than the sermon. And I'll be like, man, I want to hear the sermon. I'm kind of tired of this now. I don't even, I, I want to be fed. I didn't know I was needing to be fed, but I was like, I want to know, I want more. <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with worship music, but I was like, I want to, I want to hear word. And this was before I understood that, uh, that when you are saved, as Jesus tells us, the Holy Spirit will come to dwell in you. He says he will give you the Holy Spirit. He is the comforter. He, he will lead you and guide you into all truth because he is the truth and he's leading you in his truth while you're walking with him, right? He is the teacher. So this is before I knew all of that. Because otherwise, you're not going to understand the Bible. You're not going to understand God's word. But the Bible is not God's word. The scriptures reveal and have the revelations and testimonies about God's word. God's word is not the Bible. Jesus is the word of God. You're not going to understand him because he even says that the carnal mind is enmity against God. It, it, it cannot please God. Neither can he understand it. He needs the spirit of God to discern spiritual things. It's also even written that um, where in, in, I don't remember where, I think it's in Hebrews, but where um, scripture is not left to the private interpretation of man. So I didn't understand it. But I, because of that, I was like, maybe it's in there written somewhere that I have to be at, uh, at fellowship or service and it has to be at this time and I have to dress this way and I have to do these things. And these are examples of people adding onto the law. And this would have been an example of that before I would have even relaunched my ministry. I would have been in the wrong sitting here putting God on my timetable when my time is his. So I actually just wanted to talk about that. I used to be a perfectionist. I'm not anymore because I know I'm not perfect. I know I walk and follow the one who is perfect, who teaches me how to be perfect. And if I have to be taught and practice it, that means I ain't perfect. So I am in his eyes because he said so, but I'm talking about by my works, I ain't nothing. So for those of us who were struggling perfectionists, and even those who are not saved yet, you get saved by believing in the beautiful word of Jesus Christ, the Father's word, that he died for our sins on the cross and he rose from the grave on the third day. And guess what? He's now at the right hand of the Father in heaven. He sees all, he knows all. And your sins will be forgiven when you believe in him. So even if you're not saved, you understand that you ain't perfect. You already know that. Even if you don't even want to acknowledge God, you already know you ain't perfect. You know that. You don't have to struggle with perfectionism. A lot of that comes with control. It's pride. It's a lot of that pride and arrogance, but it's definitely a lot of control. When... For example, like I'm telling you and admitting now, where he corrected me, you put me on your schedule, Cornell. Like what? <laughs> and it would never will work. Oh my gosh, it's an uphill battle. And I would notice this too. And I've noticed this now. If I ever have friction in my life, I know it's coming from my disobedience. It could be in ignorance. I may not be intentionally doing it, but that may be when you feel that friction, do what God says, be still. And know that I am God. Be like um, Mary who sat at Jesus' feet. Be still. Don't be busy. Busy body. You have nothing but friction. And then that's where burnout comes from. 
And then at the end of the day, you'd be like, oh, I have my schedule, I have my routine, it ain't working, I must be doing something wrong. No, yeah, you are doing something wrong, but it ain't what <laughs> you think. So I'm glad he stopped me before I started. But I just wanted to even talk about that. Anybody is that you really love structure and systems and get on God's structure and system, okay? His is the best anyway. It's the only way. It's the truth. It's the only way that's going to work. Because at the end of the day, any other way, he's not going to allow to work because he don't glorify another thing, God. Because <laughs> then we would go off our own system and structures and, and hurt ourselves, be focused on the wrong things, be setting our routines on the wrong things. Set your routines and your minds on heavenly things and keep your focus on the Father and his kingdom. He says all things will be given to you. Don't even worry about that stuff. I'm not saying ignore what he said. I said don't even worry about this stuff because he's already given us everything we need. He, he's already gave it. And still giving. And he didn't have to. Anything else we don't need. In this world, there's a lot of people that are trying to seek. Baby, you waste my mac. You waste the food on the floor. There's a lot of people that are trying to seek things from the world and like, okay, I'm gonna focus on God so I can get some more money. So I can get this or this or this or that. I can get some more subscribers. I can get that, that, that. No, that's the wrong. He, you already got it. Hopefully. You got God. Walking in the one who made you walking in you. What else do we need? None. He's just like we become just like how he is. God don't need nothing. <laughs> when we have him, we don't need nothing either. We only get we need him, but everything else we don't need him. But I just wanted to make that point. There's something to think about. Everything that we do, we do it unto the glory of God. This also includes setting up your schedule. Reminds me of the scripture that I just keep reading over and over again. How man makes his plans with the Lord orders his steps. You set your schedule and planner all day. I'm telling you to do it. You can set it all day. It ain't gonna happen. You'll find that whatever you plan, you're over there because that's where God wants you to be because you won't be there anyway. Whatever he says is the final say so. But then what I've started to come and realize, especially when I stop using apps for task and project management, the majority of the things that are collected, the majority of the things that were collected, uh, like tasks and stuff that I thought I was needed to do or I thought was important was nothing but busy work and distractions. Things that weren't even important for me. I thought it was at that time. And that's exactly what the devil wants you to do. Sin or distractions is temporal. Always important. You need to do this right now. What? You, you watch, watch out. It's going to be too late if you don't act on this right now. You don't even, they don't give you a chance to think because they don't want you to think. God wants you to think. He says, test me, you <laughs> know what he's saying. The devil over there, he said, you don't believe what I, I'm saying to you. Something's wrong with you and something's wrong with that person who's in the opposition to me. God's like, just tell me because he's the truth. He don't, God is the truth. He don't have to prove himself to nobody. He just is. You already know. You don't have to convince you of nothing. You already know. But anyway, uh, I love you all. Thank you so much for listening and God bless.